The Sleep Revolution by Arianna Huffington. One sentence summary. The Sleep Revolution paints a grim picture of Western sleep culture, but not without extending a hand to school kids, students, professionals and CEOs alike by offering genuine advice on how to stop wearing sleep deprivation as a badge of honor and finally get a good night's sleep. My favorite quote from the author is, By helping us keep the world in perspective, sleep gives us a chance to refocus on the essence of who we are. Arianna Huffington If you haven't heard Arianna Huffington's story about how she shattered her cheekbone because she suddenly fell asleep, check it out. It marks the beginning of this book. Ever since, she's been dedicated to changing our perspective on sleep and stopping the I need less sleep than you madness. Over 30% of Americans get less than 7 hours of sleep each night. And in a lot of industries, consulting, investment banking, a lack of sleep is even considered cool and productive. Yet, all across the board, more sleep leads to better results. For young kids in school, for students in college, for professionals and CEOs, for lovers, athletes and artists. In case you're part of those 30%, I hope these lessons will turn you over to the sleep side of the force. Here are three lessons from the sleep revolution. 1. Your sleep deprivation has probably started in your childhood already. 2. Sleep next to your partner every time you get a chance. 3. Use flux to avoid interrupting your melatonin production at night. Ready to take a nap? Hold on, hold on. A few more minutes and you will get the most of it. The sleep revolution. Lesson 1. You've been deprived of your sleep since you were a kid. This answers the question, when does sleep deprivation start in most of our lives? I hated getting up at 6am in school. Hated it. I had to take the bus to school every morning, which took half an hour and was always there way too early. No matter how early I went to bed the night before, I was always tired. Did your school life look similar? Getting up early, needing a while to get there and then ending up there early? If so, Chances are this started wiring you for sleep deprivation, because forcing kids to wake up early disrupts their circadian rhythm. In 1998, Brown University conducted a study among 3,000 high school students and found those who started school earlier than 7.30am fell into deep sleep within 3 minutes if they took them out of class at 8.30am and evaluated how sleepy they were. This usually only happens to people with narcolepsy. Experiments across various schools and universities all lead to the same result. If school starts later, the children do better across the board. I remember learning that school starts later, usually 8.30am or sometimes even 9am, in the UK and envying the kids over there. This still holds true, so don't feel bad for letting your kids get some quality shut-eye, even if it means skipping first period sometimes. They'll be healthier and won't suffer from chronic sleep deprivation later. The Sleep Revolution Lesson 2 If you have a partner, sleep next to them. This answers the question, what's a good arrangement for couples and married people for sleeping? The benefits of sleeping right don't stop at productivity, but also extend to your relationship. A 2014 study among 1000 people found that couples are happier if they 1. sleep next to each other and 2. have body contact while being asleep. But it doesn't just matter whether you sleep next to your partner or in separate beds altogether, how close you are matters too. 85% of those who slept less than an inch apart reported to be happy in their relationship. This percentage kept decreasing the further apart people slept. 
So if you and your partner usually sleep quite far apart, give moving closer a try and see if it makes you happier and you sleep better. In the end, the latter is still the most important, so if you just can't fall asleep while hugging, don't feel bad for sleeping back to back as usual. In fact, women's sex drive is directly connected to how much deep sleep they get. Each extra hour leads to a 14% mojo increase, and we all know sex is both fun and healthy. The Sleep Revolution Lesson 3 Install Flux to avoid suppressing your melatonin production at night. This answers the question, what's a hack you can use to better fall asleep at night with technology? One of the best ways to spend more quality time with your partner at night is to ditch electronics after a certain time each day altogether. But depending on where your nighttime habits sit right now, that might be a bit of a stretch. The least you can do, if you quote-unquote wind down using electronic devices at night, is to install Flux. It's an app that tints the color of your screen in sync with the sunset and sunrise in the morning. So whenever the sun sets, your screen color turns a more reddish color. Why does that help you sleep? By removing the blue part of the spectrum from the light your screens emit at night, your body stops suppressing its melatonin production. Melatonin is a hormone that makes you sleepy and the glands that secrete it automatically activate at dusk. However, blue light is characteristic of daylight, so if you keep st staring at a screen with lots of blue light at night, this signals your body that it's still daytime and it won't start producing melatonin. By using Flux you get the best of both worlds. Your body will power down and you can still browse around online before bed. On a side note, iOS finally introduced this feature too with iOS 9. It's called Night Shift and will do the same thing Flux does on, say, your iPhone, your iPad or your computer. Here's what I learned from The Steep Revolution by Ariana Huffington. First, little clarification. The app is called Flux, F.Lux. So F.L.U.X. So that's how you spell it. If you Google that, you will find it. I think it works on all devices. Um... Uh, I remember there was a long time for a long time they had been battling with Apple to integrate it in iOS and so on but Apple finally did this themselves so if you have an iPhone an iPad um, or a Mac you, there is a feature in the settings called night shift on your iPhone it's when you pull up the the bar from the bottom and that's a it's a moon no it's not a moon it's a sun symbol I think and you can set that you can also set it to automatically activate and it simply at night uh, what it does is it simply shades the color of the screen in this sort of orangey color at night it does that you can set it to say 10 p.m to 6 a.m so it automatically does that and that helps you when you look at your phone at night to get better sleep as well basically it's just you're you're simulating watching the sunset and your body realizes okay this is like it's it's getting dark, it's time to wind down. That's the whole thing you're simulating, but you're using technology to do it. Um, maybe just a quick update on, on my sleep and schedule and how it's been developing recently. So I, when I started school in Munich, um, I wanted to get up at 6 a.m. every weekday and, and go to school and do my work because I felt having this sort of regular rhythm, even though as a student I, I'm not, I don't have to be there. 
I thought that was helpful. Um, I found it's always helped me to have a routine. So I started doing that. But of course, I didn't always go to bed at, say, 10 p.m. and get eight hours of sleep. Um, so over the course of that and always sleeping in on the weekends over the next few months, I realized actually like I'm flexible with my with my sleep. So I can sleep less because before I didn't believe that was even possible. Um, I can sleep less than, say, seven or, or even six hours sometimes during the week. But then I always, always, always have to catch up on the weekend, right? So there, your body will automatically try to compensate for that. So sometimes now it's it's a trade-off, right? Sometimes I know mm, I'm going to get two hours extra of productivity if I still get up at six, even though I went to bed at 12. So cutting those hours, then I try to go to sleep earlier uh, on that same day. But sometimes that doesn't happen. So I always know that by the time the weekend comes around, I can catch up a little bit. Even that isn't ideal. I'm aware of that. And recently, so now I'm, I'm right now I'm home at my parents' place for the school holidays. And here I've basically adopted the mantra of I can, you know, if I want to work late, <clears throat> I can just go to bed later and just wake up later. So I'm I'm more flexible in my schedule, and I try to get or on average seven hours and thirty minutes. So let's say I went to bed at 12 a.m. Then I would probably set my alarm to 8 a.m. Uh, because or, or maybe 7.45 or something like that because it usually takes a while to actually fall asleep. So then I'm, I'm trying to be asleep for 7 hours and 30 minutes basically. That's what I'm shooting for right now. That's been working well too. So I think the important thing about sleep is that on average and in the long run you get your you get your average, uh, your, your, let's say, seven to eight hours, depending on your age. Um, I know people who don't get that on average, so they sleep so little during the week that they can't even compensate the full amount back on the weekend. Uh, by the way, there's, so, there's no such thing as catching up on sleep or sleeping in advance, right? It doesn't work that way. So um, you notice your body does some catching up, but it'll never be a full 100% of sort of, okay, now I'm even again. That's never how it works. But some people, they fail to do that because they get so little during the week that the weekend is never enough to catch up. So not only are all their weekends wasted, but over time, this really, really drains out their productivity. Um, so try not to fall into that. I know it's a common trap, especially with work getting harder and harder for most people. But please, please try to avoid that. Don't fall into that trap that where, you, where you're constantly sleep deprived. It's bad for your health. It's bad for your productivity. And every single person I met who slept too little and started sleeping more said, you know what, actually, I'm more productive in the time that I'm awake. So the time I'm losing, quote unquote, is not really a big issue. Um, that's all I can say about that. Also remain flexible about your sleep. I know the schedule is changing. It's going to change from time to time. Uh, it always does for everyone. So don't take that too seriously. Don't be too rigid about your sleep habits. Let them flow as they need to. But make sure you get a healthy amount. That's all I want to say to that. I hope you enjoyed. And I will see you on one of the next summaries.